Hello, you're listening to Masterful Librarian Podcast with your host, Marion Royal, helping librarians achieve greater relevance, meaning, and impact in a rapidly changing world. Hello, librarians. Thank you for joining me. Today's episode is short but essential. It hits at the heart of what you do. Today, I'm going to talk about the why of what you do and why that why matters. You can find today's show notes at masterfullibrarian.com ep3. When I ask you why you became a librarian, I don't mean how did you come to this profession? because that may not be relevant at all to why you are inspired to do the work you do. For instance, I got my MLS only because I couldn't find a good job with my public relations degree, and the chance for a graduate stipend from the University of Alabama Graduate School dropped in my lap. My mother was a college library director and a graduate of the University of Alabama Graduate School of Library Science. That's what it was called at the time. And um, the dean of the school happened to call her looking for graduate assistance while I was sitting in her office making a nuisance of myself. I had been sort of semi-unemployed for a few months and was living at home with my parents in my 20s. So I applied, and uh, as they say, the rest is history. So that's how I got into the profession, but it certainly isn't why I stayed. When I talk about your why, I'm referring to the concept so beautifully articulated by Simon Sinek in his 2009 book, Start With Why, How Great Leaders Inspire Everyone to Take Action and his subsequent TED Talks with the same title. If you've never read the book or listened to the talk, I highly recommend doing both. You can check out his work and his message on his website at simonsenek.com, and that link is in the show notes. One of the most powerful things Sinek says in this book is, quote, People don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it, and what you do simply proves what you believe, unquote. He uses the example of Steve Jobs' masterful marketing for Apple. Apple's marketing strategy didn't focus on their products, which of course were good, I mean, outstanding. It focused on the company's own why. Sinek describes a golden circle needed to be successful in engaging others and getting them to follow you. And this circle has why a business does things that it does at its core. How it does things as the net circle out from the core and what it does or produces as the outer circle. In his TEDx talk, he describes Apple's golden circle this way, and these are his words. The inner core, the why, 
In everything we do, we believe in challenging the status quo. We believe in thinking differently. The next circle, the how, is we make products that are beautifully designed and user-friendly. And the outer circle, the what? We just happen to make great computers. Want to buy one? So when I ask about your why, I mean that thing that serves as the bedrock of your motivation and inspiration for your library work. It's the deep belief or beliefs that drive your ideas, decisions, programs, and your professional relationships. And it's an absolutely critical component to achieving greater relevance, meaning, and library impact. Your patrons, your users, will be drawn to your why much more so than your what. In fact, I would say that librarians who struggle the most to gain support and to be effective are the ones with the least compelling and service-oriented whys. When I was working as a school librarian, and especially when I was a district librarian, teachers often ask me how they could become school librarians because they wanted to get out of the classroom and read books all day. And for those school librarians out there listening, you've probably heard that more than once in your life too. Well, first of all, anyone who believes that's what professional librarians do is sorely misinformed. And it would really, really irk me when people would ask that. But that aside, it's a totally self-serving why and would never inspire or support others. Sometimes people tell me they wish they were librarians because they like books. Well, I mean, certainly liking books and reading is a prerequisite for the job. Um, I mean, you won't be a real good librarian if you don't believe in books and reading. But if you believe that to be your core why, I ask you to reconsider that. Spend some time asking yourself if that's true. Perhaps it's really something deeper and more profound. However, if you're certain that's it, maybe you should consider a different field because you're doing yourself and those you serve a true disservice. You're bound to burn out quickly and you'll feel that in your work. But then again, if that's your why, you are probably not listening to this podcast. After I first encountered Cynic's work, which I find to be just incredibly inspiring, I spent time thinking about why I was drawn to continue working in libraries. Deep in my heart, I believe that reading is essential to true happiness and success in life, and that the ability to acquire, vet, and use good information is crucial to good living and a harmonious society. 
In fact, I think if more people had that skill now, things might be a lot calmer at our national level. Some of my earliest and best memories are of reading and being read to. My mother read to my brother and me every night when I was young. And I have distinct recollections of being very young, say two or three, and sitting alone and looking through my little golden books and pretending to read. I also remember going to both my public and school libraries and finding solace in the books I found there, especially the horse books. I read every one in all three school libraries I was in in elementary school. Later in college, I learned about the importance of accurate and reliable information and how would-be dictators use misinformation and propaganda to lead a nation of decent people into extreme darkness. And I knew then that learning to sort the good information from the bad wasn't just an academic exercise, but vital to a free and functioning society. I've brought both of those core beliefs, my whys, to my work throughout my career. When I've remained focused on those guiding principles of believing in reading and believing in good information, I've done outstanding and impactful work and really inspired other people. And when I've forgotten or lost sight of them, I have been minimally effective and usually pretty unhappy in my jobs. Just pondering what I really believe is enough to get my creative juices flowing again and my motivation at peak levels so I can continue doing my best for those I'm privileged to serve. And now, at this stage, as a librarian success coach, it those are still my whys because I want to help you help your users find the best reading materials to become more literate and also to understand how to select and utilize good information. And I also love helping people. So what is your why? Do you, do you know? If you're familiar with Cynic's work, maybe you've identified that and are working from it at this moment. And if that's the case, I mean, I say bravo, good for you. Keep on doing just what you're doing. And I'm willing to bet you're what I call a rock star librarian and your students or your patrons love you. If you're not sure about your why, spend some time finding out what it is. You're the expert after all. If you need a little help, I recommend looking at a list of common beliefs that the American Association of School Librarians published when they released their National School Library Standards for Learners, School Librarians, and School Libraries back in November 2017. 
AASL created this list of beliefs from the research and outreach they did to develop the standards. Those beliefs can be found at uh, standards.aasl.org slash beliefs. And that's that link is in the show notes. Although this list is specific to school librarians, it can be a good jumping off point for any type of librarian serving the public. Take some time and, and peruse these and see if any of them resonate with you. Or, if you want to consult the real expert in the room, just find a moment to sit quietly with your eyes closed. Take a few deep breaths and simply ask your wise inner self to reveal your true why. Wait quietly and patiently and expect an answer. Even if it doesn't come in that moment, it will come. Maybe when you least expect it, but it will come. Be open to the answer and cherish that like a precious jewel, because honestly, it is. Once you gain clarity about your true why, remember it. Print it out and hang it on your office wall so you never forget it. When you work from your why, you will find more joy, inspiration, and success in your work. Working from your truly compelling why turns you into kind of a magnet for those who want what you and your library have to offer. Your collections will be more useful and engaging your programs more inspiring and better attended, and the support from your community more robust and stable. And in those times when challenges and difficulties assail you, and they will, and especially if you begin to wonder if this profession is worth it, because that can happen, remember your why. That will be your lighthouse in the distance, your anchor when the seas of serving the public get too rough. Go back to that why over and over again. Use it like the most valuable tool in your library toolbox, because it is, and you'll never again have to ask why. Thanks so much for listening to Masterful Librarian Podcast. Please share the show with other librarians who also want to achieve greater relevance, meaning, and impact in a rapidly changing world. If you're listening on the Apple iTunes app, please review the show. Until next time, keep making a difference. Bye now.